Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. It's our weekly visit with James Jones, the president of basketball operations, general manager of the Phoenix Suns, and he joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good afternoon, James. Happy Wednesday to you. How you doing? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, congratulations on winning the Phoenix Suns office pool, Miami in the Final Four. I'm sure you blew everybody away. Yeah, I mean, that's how I called it at the beginning of the season. As a crazy hurricane fan, you always pick your team to go to the end. So I'm just grateful that, uh, you know, Coach L and those guys have done a great job and, and they're putting themselves in a position to do something historic. I tell you, I saw them play a few times this year. You know this because me and you have talked about it. I was I was kind of on that Miami. I should have picked them because I was on them real early that they were real good. Larinag has done a good job. What would it mean to you as a former Hurricane if they're able to win it all? I mean, it's something that we never, I never got close to. You know, the furthest I went was the Sweet 16 as a freshman. And you always dream of being a part of a, a legacy as far as the college program goes. Um, I, I think we pushed it forward, but nowhere near as far as these guys have done it. And so just to be a part of it, to be a part of, of their journey, um, to, to be connected to them and Coach L in some way, it's uh, pretty humbling. I'm excited for those guys. All right. Well, I'm happy for you to see your team go so far. All right. Let's talk about the big news of the day. Everybody's expecting that Kevin Durant will play tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Are you ready to, to confirm that he will take the court? I mean, that's the plan. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but I expect him to, to be ready. I know he's been, been anxious to get back with us. Um, he had a couple good practices. And so you just... Um, you know, we just move forward hoping that uh, he can play tonight and he can play well. Let me ask you about the, the ramp up and targeting this game. How did that come about? Um, no, there was really no target. You know, we initially set the, the time frame out to try to give ourselves and him uh, some time to, to be, you know, diligent in his recovery, but not really force it. Um, and then also be a little aggressive. So it just so happened three weeks ended up being the perfect timeline for him to come back. How would you assess, now, assuming it happens tonight, in retrospect, looking back on the 10 games that he missed, how would you assess that 10-game ten, ten stretch for you and how your guys played? Um, it was, it was improved. we improved. You know, it was, it was challenging. You know, we had some games that we, we gave away. Um, we won a couple games um, that didn't seem like tough games, like the Orlando game on paper. But as you've seen, you know, those guys have played well. We beat a team in Charlotte who – you know, was struggling, but they've made some some big strides in, over the end of the season as well. So it was it was up and down, but I do think it gave us a chance to explore our roster a little bit. Um, I know it's it's a, a tough thing to do at the end of the season, but you try to squeeze as much chemistry in a, in a small window as possible. And I think we've done a good job, but but now the ultimate test to get Kevin back with the group and moving forward is in front of us. Yeah, and, and you mentioned small windows. you got seven games left. We don't even know for sure if KD will play in all of them. There's a back-to-back in there. How challenging does it become for Monty and for the guys to try to cram all of this into a seven-game schedule to be as ready as you can be for the postseason with the limited time together? You just play a game by game. You take it one practice at a time, and you try to build chemistry hour by hour. Um, you know, I, I know we look at the, the last seven games and people want to know, are you going to play every game? How are we looking at, you know, like game planning it, who plays what and how you manage it. Um, but for us, we're a team that just needs time on court together. So we'll let the schedule and, and circumstances dictate how those teams, how those groups play together. I've never seen anything like this. This is unprecedented. People try to compare it to when Aguirre got traded 
um, you know, to the Pistons or Rasheed Wallace or even Clyde Drexler uh, and, and led teams to championships. Those guys played 35, 36, 37 games with their teams. This is unusual. We've never seen anything like it. What's the fear? What, what could be the negative of having three of your guys, T.J. Warren, Terrence Ross, and Kevin Durant, that haven't played a lot of games with your current group? I mean, well, everyone's always looking for a reference point because it gives them comfort that this is like something before. But, you know, Kevin's unlike anyone that's ever donned the Suns jersey. He's one of the greatest players ever. And, and anytime you put him with a group, he fundamentally changes the, the nature of that team. Um, I don't really look at it as from a fear perspective. You know, we look at it as an opportunity because just like people think we haven't had enough time to build chemistry, they don't know what we look like. So they'll come into every game trying to figure out what we're doing and hopefully – by the time they figure it out, we've already done what we needed to do. What did you learn about your team in the three games that, that Kevin did play with them? That, um, you know, that, that we have areas for improvement. You know, with Kevin, without Kevin, uh, we were competitive. Um, and we had a lot of things under our control that we controlled. And there were some things that got away from us. I know, um, you know, our turnovers and transition uh, points off of turnovers was something that we, we needed to correct, and, and we've done a good job of that over the last week. Uh, so when I look at our team, I just say, you know, as long as you have Devin and Chris, DeAndre, three really good players, you, you add Kevin to that mix, and then the depth of our bench, guys who haven't been proven in Suns jerseys but have been proven in NBA jerseys, I mean, I like our chances. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, the GM of the Suns, stopping by for his weekly visit. I like the phrase you used earlier, exploring the roster to kind of see what you've got. Have you, you've tried a lot of different things, a lot of different combinations, and we've seen players kind of ebb and flow over the last couple of weeks. Have you reached any conclusions on guys in terms of guys that you know will be a part of your postseason rotation, or are you still kind of trying guys on for size at this point? Well, no, I think outside of our top four guys, Chris, Devin, Kevin, and DeAndre, you just look at our team and, and the play, guys that have played, you see uh, they've had uneven opportunities, but they've also had some bright spots. And I think that's that's what we'll be going forward. Um, we have a lot of versatility. Um, when you have the, the caliber of players we have at the top of our roster, it affords you great opportunities to, to try things out on a game-by-game basis, possession-by-possession. So I expect us to continue to be fluid because you can't be static in this league. The good teams are way too good uh, for you to be a sitting target. From your perspective, do T.J. Warren and Terrence Ross, can they defend well enough to be out there on the floor for you in moments when you're going to need it for the rest of the regular season and the postseason? I do. I mean, I've always said, you know, I think people sometimes get defense or the concept of defense uh, confused. You know, defense is a team construct. Uh, if you look at Terrence, you look at um, TJ, uh, they've had moments when you, you pair them up against their opponents where they've done extremely well in isolation situations. Um, from a team perspective, it's been different for them. Uh, we, we play differently than a lot of teams. Um, but I always said that a great offense is your best defense. And if those guys continue to make plays the way they do, uh, it'll be on the opponent, opponent to decide whether or not they want to go uh, punch for punch because overall, I just think when our team is healthy and our team is whole, we're, we're a lot to contend with. Why do you think it took so long for TJ to kind of like figure out his role? Because in the beginning, I mean, you know, the first like 10 games, seven minutes, three minutes, seven minutes, three minutes, he wasn't playing very much. But the last four games, he's really exploded. What do you think it took for him to get into that groove? I mean, you just you just called it. You're just talking and asking a guy that you know hasn't been with us 
two plus years to, to come back and in less than ten games find a rhythm and find a groove. Uh, I know that that sounds good in theory, but practically it's really difficult to put a, a guy in the system and expect him to just pick up where he left off. So uh, time, you know, you can't shortcut time. You hope you can speed it up, but no one never, no one really knows when when it clicks. But luckily for us, it's clicked a lot faster than we, we would have hoped. James, your whole career, you were one of those valuable role players. What's the difference? You know, when you're getting three, four, six, seven minutes, I mean, it's got to be a heck of a lot harder than when you're getting 20 to 25 minutes a game. Well, it, it is. It's difficult. But like all things, like the reason guys are at this level is because they're able to adjust and adapt. And, you know, it just takes some time. But it's also freeing for a guy. You know, you're going to get seven to eight minutes. You can just go out there. And for those seven to eight minutes, you can let it all hang out. And if you do a great job, that seven becomes ten. And before you know it, you're in the rotation. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show for his weekly visit. It was just three games. Gambo asked you about it earlier, the three games that KD played. One of the trends from that really small sample size was DeAndre Ayton maybe not as involved offensively as maybe was part of the plan. Is that something you look at and look towards these final seven games, integrating DeAndre Ayton offensively when he's on the floor with KD? It'll come. Um, You know, we always try to be considerate of it, but once again, I try to get people to focus on the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, teams try to take away your best players. And opportunities come for everyone. I think everyone will have a moment. DeAndre finds his spot. I mean, he connects the group. Um, I I tell people he sets more screens than anyone else, and he does more to get our guys open looks than anyone else on our team. And and if he continues to do that, the ball will find him. And more importantly, he'll find it. Uh, But his his opportunities will come. Um, I, I just think he does so much more for us than just score offensively. A lot of times he would get stuck on that side of the box sheet. But if you look at what he does defensively for Chris, what he does for Devin, what he does for all of our guys, um, you really can't measure that impact, and that's what we're grading him on. We had campaign on the show yesterday. Uh, he's been playing so well. I, I don't know that there's any player that you've shown more faith in than Cameron Payne. You know, for years, people have been imploring the Suns to go get every other backup you can. Go get Reggie Jackson. Go get Goran Dragic. Go get this guy. I mean, for years, you guys have resisted that temptation. You've stuck with Cameron Payne, and he's really rewarding you right now with some excellent play. Well, it, it takes, a, it takes a, a special person, a certain person, to be able to be a backup behind one of the greatest point guards of all time. I think people can't appreciate how hard it is to know or not know what the game holds for you night in and night out. If Chris is rolling, Cam may not play. If Chris isn't rolling, Cam may play 32 minutes. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's up and down emotionally. Um, but he's a kid that's been resilient and he bounces back. And so I think over the last few games, you've had a chance to see him doing the things that we need him to do. You know, traditionally we've played with our bigs up top connecting the group. Um, but right now he's being a connector for us in our second group, not turning the ball over, uh, making sound sound plays, and, and just getting his guys involved and bringing the juice. And he's been really good for us. James, as always, we appreciate the time. And just like last week, both of our brackets are shot, so go Canes. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys. Hi, James.